<laughs> fuck, fuck, fuck. Sitting here looking up articles for the show and looking through the DeFi Llama raises and looked up and was like, fuck, I'm late. Yeah, well, Shappens, right? Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, lots of comments on you in there. I see that. I see that. Mr. Muccioli said he was early. <laughs> no, I was late. You were not early. Uh, <laughs> Sean said, must be off selling his ETH, God's work. <laughs> Maybe selling his canto for a boat. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Uh, not, we're not quite there yet. Uh, I mean, you know, I could uh, get a dinghy or something. A dinghy. Yeah, a dinghy would be good. I'm just going to start hanging out with Joe's friends. Yeah, it's easier that way. Yeah. <laughs> well, I got distracted because I was online with friggin' Binance US support. Well, complaining about their how they're mixed to commingling reserve pools with uh, client that's, funds. That was Binance, but Binance US, yeah. Mm. Well, I'm just complaining about their. Yeah, anyway, fuck it. Uh, but I do have somebody to complain about. So, ah, your pals at uh... non-crypto related, but the, these fuckers, I've been a customer of theirs since the very beginning of this company, and that's years, MindMeister, because I love mm -hmm. mind mapping. I use mind mapping constantly to take ideas I have in my head, break them down, create documents from it, the whole mm -hmm. bit, and I highly recommend mind mapping. Uh, if you've never tried it, it's an awesome way to uh, get cohesive uh, thoughts into our thoughts into something cohesive. Um, anyway, so I had tried out their new product, Meister Task, which is kind of like um, Kanban and um, Trello with a task manager, project manager shit. And I didn't like it. It sucked. Uh, but I wanted mm. something. Uh, it was cool. The concept was cool because I could assign tasks in the mind maps and they would go into the task management tool. So I said, fuck it, mm. I'll just give it a shot, right? So it auto renewed this year and their emails were going into my spam folder and I noticed it cause I saw the charge like the day after it happened. So I emailed them and asked them to please refund it. They're like, no, we don't refund. I'm like, you can see that I haven't used this product. Why, why, why won't you mm -hmm. refund? Like, no, that's our policy. We just don't, we just don't do refunds. So I was like, well, here's my policy. I just don't do fucking business with you. So there you go. Downgrade what was these guys? fucking accounts. Mindmeister? Mindmeister. It's like it was the, one of the first online mind mapping tools. And it's a it's a pretty good tool. But, you know, there's a lot N of competition out there. So fuck them. Nibblets has some good choices for you. MindNote is great. I use that. I have used XMind. I, I, I haven't used them in a few years because their UI used to suck. But maybe I'll give it a shot. So see what else mm. happens. Uh, Eamon says they bricked his account at Binance US almost two years ago. He said, I'm KYC to top tier and never a response for them. I get great response in the chat to my questions. Like I, it's within minutes. I, I don't have to wait too long to get an answer to why, you know, something's happening. This happens to be about a wire transfer, but it's like, it's, this is an ongoing theme with them, but th their support has been very good with me. So anyway, uh, Amen. I just go into their app and and click on chat if you want to get a response. Otherwise, I like the platform. I like the product. So, um, what's going on in the world, Joe? Are we millionaires? Uh, not yet. Um, I mean, not in crypto. But the thing is that, uh, <coughs> um, which I think is what everybody wants to know about. Um, you think that we did? You saw I got the passes for Quantum, right? I I got I, and I had had one for Quantum, but not the media. So thank you for yeah. connecting me up, man, because uh, they sent me that this morning. I'm good. No oh, good. So yeah, so you saw the email where they said they had matched up the list because I have one for you too. So I think one of yours will work. I guess the one you have. I've got um, like four now. So oh, four media passes. All right, four passes. I don't know how many media passes I have. I'm yeah. assuming I, I sent him a note and said, look, I already had pre-registered. I registered again, partner registered. So you figure it out. I'm just going to give him my name when I show up and give me a press pass. So, I no, think so, you're, making, so you're making good friends over there too, like mine Meister and the Mexican restaurant. No, no, that, he was very, he was very polite and helpful. I said, you know, I apologized and said, Hey, I, cause he told me you have to register today or we're stopping yeah. registration. So I was like, okay, I'll go ahead and register this, even though I've already registered and then I'll sort it out after. So that's, that's a meal. Were you dealing with a meal? 
something like that. Yeah. Something, something, something. Yeah. Yeah, We are going to. Yeah. Good guy. Super. It was a whole other crew that sent all the stuff about getting, you know, registering when you get there to get into the media room and the green rooms and all that stuff and how to ask questions. So anybody coming off the stage, we get to ask a question to. Um, so we need to start thinking about that later on today about who I know your big boy, your, your big pal bit boy is going to be there. So I figure, Oh my you know, God, I like, saw that he's got like two speaking gigs. I'm like, he must've fucking paid for that. He had to have paid yeah. for that. Who else, who invites him to come to a place where there's a lot of native DeFi people. This is not like the show for newbies. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's like, mm-hmm. what the fuck, man? This guy. I figure. I figure you're gonna do something like see. You know, you're gonna interview him. They said you could take your shirt off if you wanted to while you were talking to Bit Boy. <laughs> you know what? I I don't think I have anything nice to say to him, so I probably wouldn't even bother. Um, because I, I that would just be embarrassing, and and I, yeah, I, yeah. I, I want to give him no oxygen. There you go. Um. There was yeah, Shizzy asked the question. Yeah, we are going to go from there tomorrow, Shizzy. So yeah, we'll probably go live from there. Probably won't be quite as long a show tomorrow, uh, just because there's shit ton going on. So yeah, yeah, and also that's usually when they're serving lunch, if I'm not mistaken. It is exactly when they're serving lunch. <laughs> so I'm not even sure we sh- maybe we should do the show later tomorrow. But there's some good well, there's some good speeches. So yeah, no, it's going to be good and. Um, I saw that uh, I, I tweeted out a group that I don't know if they're going to be there, but it's an NFT decentralized marketplace on Phantom called uh, Paintbrush. Put that out this morning, which looked pretty yeah, cool. I've seen Paintbrush. Yeah, um, it's cool. I had never seen them before. So I was like, there was something else they were doing that was, it wasn't just NFTs. I, you know, honestly, I got so much in my head right now, but it just looked like a good one. I'm excited about it because I want to see, um, you know, obviously we want to run into everybody. Simone is going to be there and, your buddy Harry's going to be there, and yeah. Oh God, I hope Harry needs <laughs> He speaks, so you get a chance to ask a question. Oh fuck, Andre's going to be speaking, but virtually. Um, and it's funny because yeah. I I was doing a search last night on Twitter for people that you know were going to Quantum Miami to start connecting with other people, and uh, I found all these people being like, "Get ready for the Phantom Pump at." at at quantum this thing's gonna go overboard when they announce blah 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 and i'm like wait a minute are you people like not even fucking paying attention andre cronier twice has now tweeted this week no announcements in december saying no fucking announcements none we're not announcing anything so get over it anyway i tweeted that he retweeted it um so that's blowing up a little bit but uh anyway um all right so he's not rolling into the u.s i guess it sounds like uh, no, he is going virtual. Probably a smart mm. move on his part. Because he's highly paranoid about the regulatory front anyway, right? He's, well, yeah. <laughs> Mr. Muccioli says, you can use Revolut with Binance. U- oh, no, he's asking the question. Uh, you can use Revolut with Binance US? I have no idea, sir. I've not tried. Uh, I looked at Revolut a long time ago, but I haven't, I haven't looked at it since. He says, they have instant transfer with a one euro fee. That's fucking awesome that is cool but probably not in the u.s because we don't do shit right in the u.s so well as winston churchill said what did he say again it was like americans will always do the right thing after they do all the wrong things first (laughs) (laughs) did you fucking see i'm sorry i gotta do a little politics here did you see that the FBI agent, FBI agent in charge of the investigation of Russian influence on Trump's campaign was arrested yesterday yeah. for working for Russian oligarchs? Well, one in particular, Deripaska. But um, it's interesting because you're getting two interpretations of that. You get the one side going, oh, my God, the FBI, this and that. And the other side's like saying that he was paid off to cover up the Trump investigation because... He didn't. He basically cleared him in that investigation of Russian influence. Yeah, that's the whole point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, He's the guy that said the exact opposite. Yeah, yeah. Who who fucking knows? You look. Yeah, none of this is ever going to get done right. Yeah, (laughs) just fucking hang him already. Be done with it. (laughs) (laughs) Niblets noted. Canto doubled this week. 
up a uh, third in 24 hours. Got to fucking love it. I got this. Uh, I, at, we're at uh, 23.48 cents. So uh, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm pleased, pleased, very pleased, very, very pleased with that. Yeah. I, can, I live with that. Not that I have, have that much in there to make it worth too much, but it's nice to see it growing. And since yeah. I'm staking and, you know. Uh, Shizzy, you know, are you guys buying yet? BitBoy's book? No. Uh, you guys buying BitBoy's book? Catching up to crypto? Is that what it's called? Really? Oh, please. Uh, Nibble says, Matt Taibbi is shocked. Shocked, I tell you. <laughs> That's about the Russian thing. That guy's a total yeah. fucking sellout. Uh, Shizzy said, yeah, Phantom isn't giving any announcement, but they, but they did say they will be giving progress updates and they could be a really cool stuff to hear. Yeah, I'm excited to hear. Andre's got two two things. Juan, director of marketing's got a thing. A couple other guys uh, I think are doing uh, sessions. I, I think it's gonna be a good show, Joe. We'll see how it goes. Well, you know what I like the best about it is that it's downtown. We don't have to schlep all the way to the beach. Yep. You know, it's like for, right there. Yeah, I mm-hmm. hate the fuck. I hate going to conferences at the beach. That, it might as well be um, Orlando for as long as it fucking yeah. takes to get to the beach. Just, like I'll probably just take the train in, you know. It's like for oh, me, I'm totally you know, taking the train. Yeah, so let me know when you're leaving, and I'll just make sure I'm at the 27th Street stop. Um, oh, cool. that's a good idea. Called. Yeah, great. Yeah, great. Yeah, yeah um, I'll do that. I'll, yeah, I'll let you know. It when, makes it so I'm much not, easier. Yeah. Uh, tomorrow. Well, I think we should talk about this offline. Tomorrow doesn't start till yeah. noonish, so I'm not going to be rushing in there in the morning. So. Yeah, yeah, I, I got to get some rest. I was. Didn't get much sleep last night, you know, working stuff. So I'm kind of exhausted. Yeah, man. But when I start walking around those trade shows exhausted, it's just like, you know, I mean, I'm only 39, but I still start fading, you know, somewhere around four after that third or fifth beer, you know, 39. Sushi swap past uh, their 100% fee relocation, uh, $10.9 million sushi clawback proposals. 100% of trading fees on the platform will soon be redirected to the sushi swap treasury for maintenance and expenses. Again, I, um, I, I don't know if 100% is the right number, but um, I'm happy to see sushi doing. Jared Gray, by the way, is going to be at Quantum, and we're going to hook yeah. up uh, the, the chief chef for uh, sushi swap. So looking forward to meeting him in person. It's it's obvious that you know with 1.5 years of runway left, they had to do something. So I, I think this is a smart move. So looking forward to to chatting with him and getting to know him. Hopefully, we can uh, get him some get some time with him on the show. We'll see. Yeah, that would be cool. I'd love to get his like take on where he's taking it. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, <laughs> so good move, but what's that? What's what's what? No, I was looking at Mr. Muccioli's comment. Yeah, it's a joke, buddy. It's a joke. And I still owe you a book list, too, by the way. I, I remember that on Twitter a few days ago, a week. I'll put together a list for everyone. Um, you know, I, I, I don't know if you're going to like them, but um, it's more uh, kind of stuff about, um, you know, how you grind it out when you have nothing, basically, and how you can find meaning in nothing. And then a little bit of stuff about, um, you know, kind of the universe and biology and things and how that's all interrelated. So, I'll put together something. I don't know. When I was in college, I, had, I took this in the last summer when I was at, in UN, in North Carolina in Chapel Hill. I had this professor. I took a religious studies class. You know, just, you know, those are always usually a bunch of atheists in those classes. So it's kind of interesting. But I took it because it was philosophy of religion. And this guy was like 86 or 87, the professor. He was like the emeritus chairman of the department. And, you know, the whole thing turns into does God exist or not? And he has this whole like, um, track that he took down from like humanism to rationalism and you know all these other things and at the very end you know he he basically you know gave his conclusion which you know which i won't say here but it was yeah he ought to something like that but i said dude why don't you if there's 10 books i should read tell me what 10 books i should read and he wrote down a list of books and i've read all of them because i figured someone who's been doing that philosophy thing for 65 years and he was like a yale divinity school guy too is going to have some pretty cool books. And, you know, a couple of those are off of my list or off of that list. So, um, so it's pretty good stuff, but I'll get it to you, Mr. Muccioli and everyone else for that matter. Eamon said, yikes, X sushi becoming worthless then because of the hundred percent to treasury. I, I think that it's temporary. Um, so I think it's just, a, they're trying to get the, uh, 
And I think they built in some solution for, on the back end for for the loss of initial revenue, but uh, I don't have a details on that. Um, Mr. Muccioli said, very much. Thank you. Lido, uh, Lido uh, has pumped 62.86%, sitting at $2.60. Lido is the uh, staking, centralized staking solution. Their competitors are Rocketpool mm-hmm. and Stakenode and a bunch of others. I wish someone would tell me what the value of Lido is, or LDO is, because Amen. it's not this, huh? I was going to say Eamon is, you know, oh. understands all of these really, really well and how they interrelate with Curve. So, I mean, I'm um, assuming LDO is governance related for the protocol, um, but it's not really a protocol. It's a centralized custody solution. Doesn't this relate to the Curve Wars? Like, I'm sorry, doesn't it relate to the Curve Wars about a year ago when it was like Convex and Lido and everybody trying to get control of the governance tokens for Curve, if I remember correctly? Um, I don't know. Yeah. I, I, I just, I, I don't know what the value of LDO is uh, as it relates, you know, the staked ETH, ST ETH has value because it's pegged to ETH, but, and it's staked ETH, but I don't know, I just don't know what the value of LDO is. I mean, I understand why it's pumping, you know, um, everything is, uh, 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 the you know, ETH is, the money piling into ETH staking is tremendous. Um, and it's growing at a rapid pace. So I assume people think <clears throat> there is some, maybe there's some revenue share with 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 the Lido token um, out of the fees that they keep. Um, I, I just don't know. So if anybody knows, chime in. I would love to, uh, I'd love to hear what, what the story is with uh, the value of the LDO token. Um, I'm assuming it has to do with governance, but I just don't understand what the token is for, so. If uh, anybody has any thoughts, please uh, feel free to uh, chime in with those as soon as you can. Um, new Metaverse is coming out called MetaHood. Raised $3 million to build the Zillow of the meta- Metaverse. So essentially uh, a place to find properties for sale, I guess, uh, within different MetaVi. Different hoods? Yeah. Hood? I don't know. Yeah. Eamon said FRX ETH staking is going bonkers from zero to 112 million in two months. Absolutely. Cause it's like double the rewards. Uh, I think it's at like 9% relative to 4.9% right now with Rockapool and uh, Lido, Lido, Lido. I, I don't know if it's Lido or Lido. <clears throat> so obviously uh, Frax is doing shit, right? Uh, if I were going to be staking right now, that's me personally where I would go, but that is not, uh, investment advice. I'm pretty sure staking LDO allows you to vote for the ST ETH lockups. Locking ETH gives you voting power on the validators and LDO gives you that power. But you would have to buy the LDO to have the voting power because you don't. they don't give you LDO for staking. They give you ST ETH as the receipt. Maybe they do give you LDO for staking. I, I don't know. But uh, if anybody has any thoughts on that, uh, please uh, let me know. I'd love to. I'd love to learn more about it. Or if somebody wants to come on the show and talk about it and educate all of us. Uh, we can do yeah. that. Um, but I'll t- I'll take a deeper dive otherwise. Uh, anyway, so they raised three million. Uh, this protocol. This was interesting, and I can't remember who's the big Aptos fan in our group. In our Shizzy. community, Joe. Shizzy. Shizzy. Uh, so Easy Finance uh, raised around two hundred ten thousand dollars, but they're bringing. Um, uh, they bringing innovative leveraged farming aggregator. Oh, it's on move. I'm sorry. Uh, for, no, it says it's for Apto and Sui. That's weird. Hmm. Oh, move is the development environment. Um, leveraged yield farming protocol, a total of three parties play an essential role in easy lenders, yield farmers, and liquidators. Users can begin yield farming with just one type of asset. easy gives you the option to supply any combination of assets without having to supply an equal amount of assets for a liquidity pool like traditional yield farming. So they're offering yield farming without LPing. That's interesting. Hmm. Very yeah. interesting. Uh, Niblet well, says Aptos is up 60% this week. So we're all fans now. Well, yeah. If you're not buying at the top, there you go. Eamon says they incentivize the curve pool with Lido. Ah, so they're paying out LDO to curve people to vote for their liquidity. I get it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, awesome. Uh, this is Easy Finance. Uh, that one I was just talking about, easyfinance.app. So I have done nothing on Aptos or Sui. Joe, have you played around over there? 
I was messing around in there a few months ago, but honestly, it's just um, um, haven't really excelled in there. Um, I've been focusing on the other ones, the other new ones, um, ZK Sing, Shardium, and a couple others. But um, it looks good. I mean, for Shizzy cleaned up over there. So, um, you know, we were talking about that once, I think, in a, either Twitter or Telegram. But, um, you know, it. I mean, coming out of Facebook, I mean, I was sort of like, yeah, whatever. But then, um, you know, it looks like they got something behind them. They're probably pulling in a lot of institutional money just because it's, you know, Facebooky kind of thing. Um, you know, uh, the team, that's what I mean, the tech. Yeah, yeah, the team um, comes but, from that world. Yeah, but it seems like it's going somewhere. I mean, Sui, I've heard actually more about than Aptos of late um, for a variety of reasons, but I'm not sure which those are, to be honest. I can't remember. Uh, Sh- Sean says, nothing changes sentiment like price. Absolutely. Amos says, on LDO, no yield, governance only. Uh, so you don't make anything hmm. from it. It's just for voting on what they do. Which is interesting. Yeah. Okay. Uh, look at uh, so Easy Finance is paying eighteen point eight nine percent on uh, ETH Bitcoin uh, farm. Uh, Dai ETH farm is twenty one point seven seven percent. Dai WBTC is thirteen point seven four percent. And look at this um, USDC Dai paying eighteen point eleven percent APR. And you're not in a liquidity right. pool. Oh, you're not. Okay, so even no. on the ETH BTC, you don't have any impermanent loss. That the article said that you're not st- you're not putting it into a liquidity pool first. So I I don't know what the fuck they're doing on the back end to generate this yield. So mm. maybe they have some sophisticated yeah. trading strategy. I don't know. And then if you I lend gonna... W, go ahead. No, no, I was gonna say I was gonna crack a joke. I was like, better watch that impermanent loss over on that USDC die pool. <laughs> It, lending USDC on their platform is paying 24.73%. The fuck? Hmm. How much do they have? What's the TVL in there right now? 39.85% APY. I don't know if DeFi Llama has Aptos uh, yields. I, mean, it, I think this is pretty new. They raised, they only raised, um, uh, ba, ba, ba. they only raised 210,000. Well, there's probably not a lot of TVL in Easy Finance right now. I thought I saw on the previous yeah, stream like a TVL. They're not listed yet on uh, DeFi. Here, let me go back oh. to uh, where did I go? Because on the left uh, bar there was a when you were there pool TVL. What is what is that saying? Does that have the totals? Yeah, zero 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 zero. Maybe they haven't launched yet. Or maybe you have to connect your wallet to see them. Oh, I don't. Maybe uh, I don't have an. Yeah. I don't have an Aptos wallet. No, but yeah, why did they show TVL? I don't think they've launched yet. Yeah, I don't think that must up. be it. Shizzy has I a good comment in there. I don't know how long those yields will last. Excuse me. Mm. Bless you. Thank you. Bless you. Sui will be more for gaming while Aptos will be focused on DeFi and NFTs. Get a Sui wallet and start messing around on the test net. AR drop could be soon. Oh, wait. Have these chains even launched yet? Maybe these chains haven't even launched yet. Shizzy, has either of these actually launched uh, mainnet? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, let's see what else. Oh, this is interesting. Uh, this This... I thought I saw this raise 3.3 million for this project called Tribes, and um, it says you know mobile crypto wallet that combines chats with group transactions. And I'm like, well, who wants a, just a wallet for that? And then I went and looked at it. It's actually pretty fucking interesting. So you can actually not only have social and chat within the wallet, you can actually co-own. So you could basically start your own little investment club or group to co-own NFTs, tokens, and has a voting mechanism built into it. So this is actually this is actually a pretty cool wallet. It's called Tribes. The website's tribes.xyz. Um, Shizzy says Aptos has launched mainnet and uh, Sui has not. All right, well, that's, that's good to know. Um, but essentially, you can chat, you can vote, and you could basically create memberships, etc. Um, it's available on Ethereum now, and um, basically, you can create your own investment fund. I don't know, you know, the nature of the wallet is if it's smart contract based or 
what it is, but it does say it's decentralized um, and it does say it's an identity solution as well. It looks like it supports Lens um, for uh, accessing um, Lens protocol social network. But, you know, I, I thought this was really pretty interesting and I can definitely see the value of this. Like this could make, you know, instead of having to have a full-blown DAO, this can make it so you can easily and quickly get together with a bunch of people and manage funds together and invest in tokens. Yeah, like the old investment clubs. Exactly. You know, where everybody exactly. would throw in a grand or something like that and somebody manages it and everybody gets together for lunch and talks about – they used to do this a lot with stocks. Um, yeah, exactly. Um, probably still do. A lot of the Koreans do investment clubs too. A lot of the Korean, um, you know, women <clears> – <throat> Um, or yep. wives, they have their own stuff, but that's mainly in crypto. I think it's team great. From, I mean, I love this. Team is team is from Coinbase, Apple, Twitter, and Lyft. So hmm. good pedigree. Good pedigree. Anyway, oh, it is a safe wallet implementation. It's just a nice interface on safe with built-in voting and capability. So it's a smart contract-based wallet. That's pretty cool. That's actually hmm. brilliant. Now that I think about it. I'm going to try this fucking thing out because this looks really good. Hey, you know what I was going to say, just slightly off topic, but, um, you know, in the Telegram, in, in the Mission DeFi, um, you know, DeFi lunch Telegram section, I was just amazed at how many few Americans are in here. And it was like you, me and Shizzy, it seems like, uh, well, and Eamon, of course, but everybody else is overseas. So, yeah. I mean... I thought that was pretty cool. I didn't realize that. So, you know, I'm wondering, I think a lot of the social commentary that we talk about, um, I wonder how, how that translates across into like, you know, um, let's say the UK, which has different, um, different issues than say the US does. Um, you sure. know, when we talk about things like, you know, right or left of politics or center, um, I'd really be curious to know more from a lot of the people in the chat when we get on those topics, you know, what's the analog within their own societies and cultures too? <laughs> Sean, I love it. What did he say? The empire strikes back, Joe. Well, what's interesting <laughs> is a majority of our listeners to the podcast are US based, but hmm. um, it does seem like a majority of what's going on with the, uh, the, the group is, um, is not us based so i think that's really cool i love it i'm having a blast yeah, me too. To know people what i really love is all the people coming into the community that listen to the podcast and but have never engaged with the live show they can't they have work they're doing whatever you know and they listen to us later in the day they're now joining the community so we're getting exposed to all these other mm -hmm. kinds of people that um haven't participated and you know so i think that's really cool to start seeing that mix of of all the normal regulars uh who um you know, are uh, coming in for the from the other shift. So I'm excited about it. Yeah, it's really cool. Super cool, man. Very cool. Very cool. Um, let's see what else. Genesis creditors file securities lawsuit against Barry Silbert and DCG. There's a shocker. Yeah, I mean, what else are you gonna do? Yeah, you go for the jugular, you fucking tell them I, you sold me securities, it wasn't licensed and registered, you owe me money because you weren't allowed to sell this to me, so give me back all my money. They're trying to round on bankruptcy, I guess. I don't know. Well, it just puts them at the table as a creditor. And, you know, if, you're, if you don't have a bunch of lawyers representing a class in those proceedings, then nobody cares. You're, you're like number 376 on the punch sheet exactly. of things to deal with. But if your lawyer's yeah. in there filing paper, then they got to deal with you and the judge sees it. So it's a smart move. Yeah, I, I, I think um, it makes from sense. The, from the creditors. Yeah, you got to go for it at that point because they filed bankruptcy. And now, you know, you know, Silbert has a background as a bankruptcy restructuring attorney. So, I mean, I'm not saying this is wrong, but he's going to play that game out as yeah. aggressively as he can. Um until I guess price recovery or something, but so you have to, you know, play the game with them. It's, you know, I see people in Twitter screaming at everybody, you know, give me my money back and all this stuff. And I'm like, that's not going to work. You know, it never works. It just makes <laughs> you look weak for you. Nobody gives a shit at that point. So yeah. the lawyers don't care. Nobody cares about your problems. So you have to join in with the lawyers and go get as much as you can. Um, yep. there's nothing wrong with it. You know, I know there's a stigma sometimes in the U S among some people about using lawyers that, oh, you can't do it yourself, but you know, 
it's like having someone else fight your battles for you or things, but no, you definitely want to go that route. Uh, that's, that's the wrong move to, to not go that route. So yeah. Hope they win. So, hope they um, get something. This, I'm going to take a deeper look at a cash net um, because um, I hadn't thought about this. We talked about them a month or so ago um, that they're going to enter into the GPU market. So Akashnet is like a file, decentralized file, CPU processing capabilities. You basically like an AWS for, for decentralized, decentralized, right? So you can store files, process them, et cetera. They're launching um, the ability to tap into GPUs that are unused. And so that, and I didn't think about this in the context of AI, but there is literally an explosion of all of these companies racing to deploy their AI technologies because OpenAI is getting such a huge lead over all of them with ChatGPT. And so this massive market of AI and machine learning is going to need shit tons of GPU power. Well, AkashNet's going to provide it and provide it cheaper than if you went to Amazon or you went to Azure or you went to Google. They're going to provide it at an even cheaper rate because they're using surplus processing that's available on machines and they they bring it all together right so oh, no machine is running like 100 percent. yeah like SETI. SETI at exactly home. yeah yeah, processing. Yeah. yeah exactly exactly so they're adding this to their work i gotta tell you that if and, and i don't know their governance or token model at, at akashnet but if there is any like revenue share off of what gets generated at akashnet i'm i'm personally in because that, if they can truly tap into GPU markets and have a GPU marketplace, this could be one of those things where mm -hmm. kind of the real world tra travels into our decentralized world um, because GPU is so fucking expensive and it's so hard to buy the chips and it's so hard to get what you need. Um, the production is down. So them being able to tap this unused GPU power is, is absolutely yeah. tremendous to me. You know, it'd be pretty interesting. I'm, I, I, I guess everybody probably knows this, but I was involved with it, not about my involvement, but um, a company maybe in the dot-com days that was uh, stringing together, you know, it's the idle processing time in your computers, which I guess smartphones and everything too now. But, you know, it's like there is process power not being used in between the keystrokes on your laptop, let's say. And you aggregate all that together. And I just, when you were just talking, I started thinking, what about if you somehow you could deploy all that untapped distributed computer processing power to mine Bitcoin? Right. That would be pretty interesting. Um, I don't know if that's possible, but it definitely sounds conceivable. But I, I would assume somebody's thought of that, but maybe they haven't. You would think so. Well, it's a distributed processing or distributed parallel processing. It was called something like that in the past. Um, obviously it can be taken to a whole nother level now because of the order of magnitude, more devices out there. Um, yeah. just think about, you know, anything you're doing, you know, these supercomputers we carry around in our hands, um, all the idle processing power in those, if you could somehow deploy those into, you know, some type of, you know, aggregate them into some type of a processing ca compute capability, just like everybody, like you said, you pointed out, you know, Azure and AWS and Google. That would be pretty interesting. I saw one, like when I was at Consensus, maybe, I think it was 2018. I did see one running around there then. It, I don't remember what it was called. Um, but I was like, oh, wow, okay, we're seeing that again. Um, you know, because you see your same projects come back, you know, because a lot of this was done in the past before, you know, the fiber and before all the processing power and everything else. And and you keep seeing resurrected now with, you know, the new capabilities. That I think that there is something there to explore you know, in today's yeah. world. Well, here's what's really interesting. Um, you know, I'm sitting here with, uh, with a Mac Studio M1 uh, with shit tons of GPU. Um, and theoretically, you know, with a Koshnet, I could make that processing power available while I'm sleeping at night, you know, and yeah. I could be earning, I can be earning tokens from that processing. And here's the interesting thing. Apple is, look, my fucking iPad is an M2. Um, processor, right? Incredibly yep. powerful. And now Apple just came out with um, their um, Apple Mini that also has this in it. So now you've got these M2 and M2 Pros in machines starting at 600 bucks. So theoretically, and I have no idea how much AkashNet pays. I mean, there's all kinds of potential here, but you know, theoretically you could stack up 
10 of these fucking Mac minis and make the GPUs available and theoretically earn a shit ton more than what you paid for them uh, over a period of time. Again, I don't have yeah. the details on how CashNet functions, but uh, you know, it's, it's fascinating because these AI networks are going to need the GPUs and a CashNet can provide them cheaper, but still reward people for providing it at the same time. Um, you know, like you talked about with mining, that's possible as well on these M1s. I don't think it's as highly efficient as, as other uh, standard miners, yeah. but the, the potential is there. So Euphoric said, we're going to end up with all the AI networks creating bots on social media and flooding each other. It's the birth of Skynet. Dude, it's what I've said all along. We're going to get to a place where the AI, the marketing AI is selling to the buying AI. And we're at, and at the corporate level, nobody's going to be making any fucking decisions. Um, and at a consumer level, we'll start having AIs making those kinds of decisions for us too. It'll factor in our budgets, our likes and dislikes, everything we say on social media, blah, 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 blah. No different with the AIs. <clears throat> Look, if you go play with fucking chat GPT for 20 minutes, you're going to realize that you can eliminate a shit ton of your own work, right? You can create videos, you can create blog posts, you can create social media posts, you can have a do a 25 tweet thread about a particular aspect of crypto and Bitcoin and DeFi. The entire nature of our society and culture is going to change dramatically over the next several years. Add into that robotics and automation, it's gonna be a much different world. My, our kids, Joe, are, are gonna live in a much different world and there's gonna be a lot less labor and brain power needed. By the way, oh, let me find this tweet while we're fucking on this. Oh, where yeah, the is it? and the token for uh, Akashnet is AKT, Alpha Kilo Tango, uh, Shizzy pointed out there in the chat. And if anybody knows more about it, let me find it. I was trying to find it, but uh, ChatGPT just passed yeah. the uh, medical licensing exams in one of the United States. I saw that. That's uh, pretty impressive. <laughs> yeah, and you know this shit's only going to accelerate like crazy. So uh, Exactly. I mean, well, AI is already better at screening for breast cancer from test results than standard doctors. OBG, I mean, you know, doctors that yeah. normally scran for it. I was talking to a company a couple of years ago up in uh, in Manhattan that was using AI on tumors. I can't remember their name. I didn't do anything with them, but uh, it's it was out of Sloan Kettering, a couple doctors, and there was a business person as well. Um, it's just amazing tech, and it, that always resonates with me from you know the proteomics stuff and like the early aughts where. You know, we were doing pattern like with breast cancer tumors in particular. That was what we were working on. Um, you know, when you pull a tumor out and you um, sequence it, it creates like a dot pattern. They're all different. They're all unique. There was like 700, not all, but there were like 787 different categories. Well, each different one responds to different cocktails of drugs. So, you know, you can't just treat it with one cocktail. You have to customize it everything and that's when i first started thinking about personalized medicine but now you know they're doing that analysis you know you don't need to sequence everything they're doing which is ai which is pretty yeah. freaking cool and it's a lot cheaper so yep yeah look i mean you know we talked a few weeks ago about those uh full body uh mris that can mm -hmm. detect you know things early by doing a full body it costs i think it was like three grand to do it maybe it was four that's grand about right yeah, three or four grand to do it. Right now, it's not available to the average person. But once every insurance company says, oh, holy fuck, this is going to save me a bloody fortune long term in payouts, everybody will have access to that shit, you know, and then. Yeah, but, yeah there's one thing to the think about. Though, there. Yeah, the, the one issue there, though, is that, you know, from stem cells and stuff in our system, we pretty much are constantly in a battle with cancer. Okay, so there's always little tumors forming and stuff in your biological system that your body defeats constantly. And the only time it really doesn't is when something else environmental or stress or immune system related or something happens where it doesn't. Like when that tumor grows, it gets to the point where I think it was called angiogenesis, where it starts growing its own blood vessels and they start going into the body looking for nutrition. And then it that's when it takes off and it's very hard to stop. Most of the time. It doesn't go that far. Your body kills it off. So, you know, that whole false positive issue with like uh, prostate screenings or breast cancer screenings, you know, a lot of times it isn't anything. 
but you stress your, the shit out of yourself and you might manifest it that way. So it's going to, it's a lot of this, that's kind of like I said to my daughter recently, you know, think of the body like a car. You don't really want to look under the hood all the time. <laughs> you want to just keep going because you're not going to like what you see, um, nor be able to understand. So we got to get through that level next of, you know, and this is what AI will probably do, I guess, which would be like, looking at all those little things and going, Oh, that's just normal. That's just normal. That's that'll go. And then monitoring it so that if yeah. it does start scaling up, then you go in, but you know, it right now there's that stress thing of false positive, but maybe if everybody's educated to accept that that happens <laughs> or the new chat GPT, uh, uh, Viagra. Virtual Viagra. Says, I wonder if chat GPT Porn. can give me a vasectomy. Uh, soon it will make you a wife or a husband whatever you preference yeah Um, yeah dude um so i've been having chat gpt keep create trading view strategies and indicators with some really i'm not uh, revealing those yet um because they need some work but um is this your buy high sell low one let me just say that one of my uh, one of my attempts, uh, starting with the historical price of Bitcoin back to 2010, uh, resulted in um, 31 million in cumulative profits, starting with $1,000, betting everything, every trade, um, up until um, February of 2021, and 13.4 million through today. Well, what would it have been if you just put a thousand in Bitcoin at the beginning and did nothing? Well, Sean probably knows thousand, that answer. If you put a thousand in at uh, let's see, uh, December of 2010. So, what was the price December like, of 2010? Three cents or something. Ten cents, something. I don't know. Let's look. Let's check the buy and hold. So, oh, only this one goes back to 2013. I'll check trading view. Let me see. Anyway, I'm having a yeah, lot of fun. Really and like- the power, the power of, of trade view to write code is really amazing. So I highly recommend if you've ever thought about wanting to create something, uh, go give it a shot because it's a lot of fun to do. And it has a lot of problems. You're going to beat your head against the wall with syntax errors and problems. Um, but you're going to learn a lot while you do it. So I encourage anyone that's, uh, that's uh, doing it to, uh, uh, to give it a shot. Hold on. I'm looking up uh, price around that time. So are you doing, because some... I'm not looking at that screen. No, I don't see anything yet. Um, so are you kind of, I mean, I know your main, your main, um, I think your main strategy you're running before the sort of, uh, I don't, can I say it? The buy, well, everybody knows the buy the dip strategy. Yeah, the my, okay. yeah, yeah. You're, okay. yeah, yeah. It's, but it's that's not what I'm doing. No. Okay. Cool. No, this is new. Something different. Nice. Yeah. No, this. Well, is I'm new. excited to hear all about it. Are you doing it solo, or are you doing it with the rest of the crew? Uh, I am doing it solo, and then handing it off to some folks to try it out. Nice. Uh, oh, here's XPT. Let me see. A thousand bucks from 2010 on Hodel and it is circa 200 million today. 200 million? What was your result? Oh fuck, that's awesome. I'm 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 just going to buy and hold then, Sean. Yeah, but it's always easy looking in the rearview mirror doing 2020 hindsight. Um, <laughs> that's yeah. fucking unbelievable. If you, I mean really th- I mean think about that. That's like astounding. Yeah. It is. I mean, I honestly didn't think it was going to be that high. I thought it was going to be yeah, somewhere like around the 30-ish. Yeah. So it's like a penny. So you're getting 1,000 Bitcoin. No, you're getting no. No, no, you're not. 100 times 1,000. 100,000. Yeah, 100,000 Bitcoin. Holy shit. Yeah, he's right. That That's... Uh... Yeah. <laughs> you're Al. Uncle lost your money, dude. <laughs> What'd you say? No, Sean says your algo lost your money, well, dude. 
Yeah, if I was buying and holding, you know I would have fucking sold at 10 cents. Yeah, I know. It's like, the, like pizza boy, like that pizza boy guy, you know, who like what spent 300 Bitcoin on that Domino's pizza or something. I don't remember. I don't remember how many, yeah. But, yeah. But those are hard ones. I mean, my story like that is uh, it's an equity story, but it's Intuitive Surgical Group, ISRG. And that was when I bailed on it in a patent flight of the 10X win and did a victory lap. And, you know, basically, I don't know, 20 years later, 15 years later, it's split like four times. It is trading at like 800 bucks a share or something. And I got out at like, you know, $18, you know, from oh, like a buck. Fuck, that hurts. Oh, that yeah. Hurts. With like six splits, six splits, yeah. too. But so, you can't go you back know. to that. You can't go back no, to that. You, gotta flush it, it. You, you took 10x, Joe. I mean, there is nothing illogical about taking 10x profit ever, ever. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. Shivy said it's 10,000 Bitcoin for the pizzas. Nope. Yeah. I mean, it's funny because people always go, you know, the ones where the big, you know, you see everybody talking about the shit that's all down 99% or 84%. Everybody's like, oh my God, and, and all this. And I'm like, I don't, the losses don't have never bothered me. You know, it's just the mist, you know, but then again, like you flushed it, but it's the one. Um, yeah. Everything else, I feel like, you know, I made the, you know, they didn't go that big. <laughs> so, yeah. My, a, the, quick, the, a quick, a quick, a quick, a quick shout out to Sean for um, pointing me back to Crypto Panic for sucking the day, the time out of my day. Uh, thanks so much, dude, for uh, taking me down this fucking rabbit hole again. Um, that's what is that one? I really do appreciate it. Crypto Panic. It's news feeds from all these news sources, and I had forgotten about it. And Sean reminded me of it the other day, and um, it's fucking awesome. Um, but I. You know, I mean, we're looking for news for the show and then you go down a rabbit hole on a story and you find something else and you find something else. The next thing you know, you know, four hours later, you haven't done a fucking thing with your day. So um, anyway, thank you, Sean. Yeah, there's a lot of rabbit holes out there. It's like, you know, I figured like I was up this morning at five and, you know, it took me like an hour and a half just to wade through all the Twitter and Telegram stuff and then kind of go. Yeah. You know, and then look at all this, the all the tokens I hold, see what's going on, then look at the markets. You know, we got Fed Day tomorrow and the next day. So, you know, all the speculation on that, 25 or 50 bips. And, you know, there's just so much to, like, have to absorb. You know, I wish that chat GPT could just give me a yes or no answer after reading all that shit for me. <laughs> That'd be awesome. Yeah. That'd be awesome. Yeah. That'd be awesome. <laughs> course, all right. That's all I got loaded up today. It would say get up or it would say stay in bed, dude. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Yeah, I'm good. That's man. all I good. got today, Joe. I'm good. Yeah, we will see um, all of you tomorrow from the James James L. Knight tomorrow, right? Yep. Yep. Close uh, one. Those of you like listening it. on the pod or anybody that might be going to be in the area, uh, DM myself or Joe. would love to meet you in person. Uh, Joe, we're going to meet, you know, we'll see a few people we haven't met yet. I'm looking forward to Jared meeting Jared Gray from Sushi Swap. Yeah. Uh, I did, I did warn him that I might want to put a little time, um, uh, record a little interview with him. Um, not a full one, just a, a minimal one. So, oh, I didn't see this yeah. from Niblets. GPT chat is the ultimate Socratic mechanical Turk. It has all the answers. You just have to ask the right question. Yeah. And you also have to check its work, uh, because, um, it acts like it knows exactly what it's talking about in the way it words things. It's not always right. So you have to check its work. Um, the fun thing about doing code with it is most of the editors will uh, check your syntax for you and then you can always run it and try it out. So, but it's, uh, it's so much fun. Wait, it's so, been... so it'll write code for me. Oh yeah. That's what I, that's what's creating the indicators. They're writing pine script for me and trading view. Shit. Yeah. No, I mean, that's, like you know, Python, looking at, JavaScript. Yeah, well, I'm from the my coding experience is like Fortran and Pascal back in the last millennium um, on punch cards. So, yeah, here on out, I just basically I can't see it because you're behind Niblets this thing. Yeah, I'm Hold just on. laughing at you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, you're the big programmer, not me. So. I am not a programmer. Yeah, thanks you, Mark. Thanks, buddy. I, I, I'm not a programmer. I understand the inner workings of technology and programming, and I can tell developers what is possible and what is not. I can call bullshit when they say it's not, but uh, I have never 
been an accomplished programmer. I've written some code, but you'd be good at it, dude. You'd be good at it. I suck. I I don't have the patience for it. It's the, it's the, you know, it's, it's the undiagnosed ADHD. That's uh, a, a hindrance for me. He said, uh, Niblet says, AI writing code changes so much, dude. It's so, it's so true. He said, the wicked problem then is just architecture. Right. I mean, and that'll evolve too. Right now we're at the simplest form of it, right? But, um, and he says, reducing the need to outsource code jacking. Yeah, dude, it's like, it's amazing. I mean, here's the way I think of it right now today. I can have it generate code for me that's just for my use. But if there's something I want to put out to the world, I take that code mm-hmm. and I go to a developer and say, look, this is possible. Make it work right. You know, make it, make it function well. And now the developer can use, can use it and know what he's looking for. Right. When you're, when you're using, so I'm using two things within visual studio and then there's copilot on GitHub that writes code. Um, and it can refine your code, but as a developer, you have to know what's possible, right? You need to understand all the syntax of a language and all the capabilities of a language in order to be able to leverage it. I can tell ChatGPT what I want it to do, but if I don't know better ways to do things, to increase performance, to make it work better, whatever, if I don't have that knowledge, I'll never replace a developer. A developer can now get 10x more productive because they know what the system's capable of doing and then can tell it to generate the code optimized for what they want it to do. So it it's a it's a it's a big game changer big big game changer. well so. one thing i was just thinking about to neblet's point is that you know it sounds to me like all the offshore development shops are going to be in big trouble here because if you've got system architects and project managers writing sort of the framing of of everything then you don't need to go offshore because no. and that's and the gonna, meritocracy will gonna, rule right the most brilliant yeah. developers, the, the guys who understand this shit better than anyone will rule, right? And they will get, they will be better because they will duplicate the work of 10 developers or 20 developers, right? They can take all the functions and calls that they want, break them up into pieces and have AI do it for them. And then they put it all together into what they want to deliver. So it, mm. sea change, sea change. I Sean says Skynet, geez. Yeah. I wonder how, um, you know, I remember, you know, I worked in a lot of IT services firms back in the day. And I remember, you know, whether it was, you know, higher end people, soft people, I don't know if anybody remembers them, but the HR software, you know, or hiring certain types of developers, whatever, you know, like looking for Solidity developers right now, you know, whatever is the, you know, expensive category. It seems to me like uh, that's going to beat down the salaries of, you know, because of all the developers too, just be, unless they're really, really good, I guess, on the system architecture side to organize the, the, the builds, um, because you're not going to, you know, how long is it going to take the AIs to figure out how to do it, you know, to write solidity, let's say. Um, right. Probably already doing it. Um, yeah. So that's going to be an interesting thing. I guess everybody needs to up their skill set and go to the like how to build the AI engines to control the AIs right in the code versus, you know, a specific um, uh, type of language, let's say. Crazy. Yep. What's Niblet saying here? It's it. You might rather go. Yep. That's cool. Well, I guess my, uh, those like different offshore hubs, you know, Pakistan, India, Philippines, you know, they're going to, they're going to have to, they're going to get disrupted here. It looks like. Yep. Everyone is. Well, so how do we, I guess that's for to stay ahead of that. Uh, you get good at understanding how it functions and works, right? So that you can always mm-hmm. be a leap ahead. You can figure out what's possible, what's capable, what you can do, and then how to leverage it. Right. Do you build, develop applications? So I just told, uh, I just told OpenAI to write a solidity contract uh, to, for issuing tokens. And it was done in about three seconds. Can you pop it up on the screen? Uh, let me see. Here. Real quick. I know we got to go, but just want to see you real fast. Yep. If you can. Hold on. Because I know we got a couple of solidity. Eamon could tell us if it'll function. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. We got a couple of solidity guys out there. Eamon for sure. Hold on. 
and I may have worded it incorrectly. Let me, uh, okay, let me show this. Why don't you ask it to mint up a bunch of Bitcoin and send it to all of our loyal watchers? Yeah, it's not quite the way that works. <laughs> Tell you what, ChatGPT, give me $5 so, billion. <laughs> so this is a little bot that works in, uh, um, in uh, visual, uh, visual Code, uh, Microsoft's coding engine. Uh, taps into OpenAI. It's called Beto AI. Um, and this is, this is whatever solidity it spat out. I have no idea what it, what it's doing, but my point is, is that it knows solidity. It knows Python. It knows JavaScript. Just about any language that was published has been published prior to 2021. It knows, it knows how to do. Jeez. That's friggin' crazy. Yeah. Now all the business dudes are going to be coming out with all these shitty applications because now they don't have to hire the developers. Exactly. You know, and they'll go out and raise money on it and then everybody'll be running everybody like, oh shoot, we probably should get a few developers in here and make sure this stuff works. Niblet says, Joe, yes, that's it. The amount of prep work for outsourcing code writing will be better spent prepping chat GPT. Absolutely. The comms overhead with outsourced code shops is extreme. No kidding, man. It is such a fucking pain in the ass, the back and forth comms, especially yeah. with Asia. And then there are cultural issues. You know, there are some cultures that really want to please. And so they say yes to everything, whether or not they can do it or not. Um, and then there are others that aren't quite as productive, um, but they may do a better job of communicating. It's just, uh, it can be difficult, very difficult. Yeah. This is, I look forward right. to chat GPT being a bit easier. All right, let's wrap it up. All right, Niblets, Sean, Amen, Euphoric, Shizzy. I think that's the gang to Mr. Muccioli. Appreciate and love all of you for joining us today. Thank you for participating. Always enjoy the conversation. Please join us at um, our Telegram community, which I'm so much loving, Joe, so much better than anything yeah. else we've tried to do. Discord, fucking Reddit. I mean, it's just for me, it's a much more intuitive overall interface. Join us at t.me um, slash mission and come join us and tell us what you think. Um, we'd... Uh, We'd love to hear from you. Sean says, ask ChatGPT if ETH is controlled by the insiders. <laughs> <laughs> ask it. Ask it. <laughs> I'll do that later. Um, I'll put that up for tomorrow. I'll tell you, the one thing in the channel, I mean, just just come to like drop into that Bitcoin chat. I mean, it's come into uh, the Bitcoin chat and get all of Sean's alpha. And it's not financial and, advice. It is not. Uh, we're not your financial advisors. Sean is not uh, your financial advisor, but he provides a lot of great education in there yeah it's definitely worth the time and there's a you know 17 other channels to check out too so um, yeah and hit introduce that's, that's been so much fun dude getting to know everybody mm -hmm. yeah, yeah so i'm just so to... impressed by the no i was just gonna say the same thing i'm so impressed by the the community and it just um you know i said this a little bit yesterday but it um it it just makes me feel good to see that out there to see um yeah. that we're you know making a little bit of a difference um, you know, and the community is making a large difference. So it's just, it's, it's very satisfying. Yeah. So thanks. Absolutely. Hey, let's give a shout out to Tom from the UK. Uh, who else introduced themselves? That's not here normally. I, I'm trying to catch up to some of these real quickly, but, uh, uh, well, I can't find them. Right a now. lot of, I don't know if they introduced, but I saw a lot of people in there. Like, I think Justin introduced himself and, um, yep. somebody, you know, I think you guys all know Hammy. They're in there. I can't yep, remember if he, yep. they introduced themselves, but, um, you know, just lots of, you know, go in and do that just so we know, um, you know, because that's where I got the insight realizing that, wait, so many people are not in the U.S. Um, that's right. They're in other countries. And I was like that, you know, so I think it's a five hour difference, let's say U.S. East Coast to Europe, or at least, you know, I think U.K. is five hours. The central might be six or seven, but, you know, it makes sense. Twelve dinner time there you know yeah. or works over so you know it makes it's kind of interesting so i'm um, very you know i'm just really getting you know liking it so it's very cool now i'm having a blast great to get to know everybody appreciate you all joining us uh yeah it was hippo actually that uh, is watching walking his dog uh listening to the show so and the mm -hmm. dog is becoming an expert on DeFi as well so it's good news. sounds like an intern we, yeah. we need an intern hey if you're if you're listening on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, uh, Hippo, please uh, rate and review us. Uh, 
and uh, make sure you're subscribed. I guess you probably are. Um, if you're watching on YouTube at any time now or later, please um, make sure you subscribe, click the little bell so you get alerts. And Joe would like for you to smash the thumbs up so that uh, you get notified. I mean, so that we get uh, a boost in the algorithm. It really helps us. We appreciate that. Thank you very much. Joe, have a great afternoon. I'll chat with you tomorrow in person. Uh, it's been a little bit since yeah. we've done that. So looking forward to it. I know it is funny. I don't really call you that much anymore because I feel like I'm talking to you constantly. You know, but it's because of the show. But I'll sync up with you this afternoon. I got a couple calls at like two and three. So after that, um, I'll give you a call so we can sync up for tomorrow. Because they got the app to download. So you can field questions in there in advance, just so you know. Yeah, I got it. Yeah, I got it. Thanks, buddy. All right, buddy. Talk to you later. Everybody have a good one. Talk to you all later. Ciao.